0: happy hump day and welcome to an all new episode of the stop faking it podcast with me your host emily bracey the podcast where we don't tiptoe around our feelings because we are no longer faking it first and foremost thank you so so much for listening today and hello what's up to any new listeners out there i really appreciate you being here I am super excited for today's episode because our guest is a sex-positive superstar. Trisha, also known as Safe Slut on Instagram, not only has an amazing Instagram page that is entertaining and fun, but it is also educational. She is here to break the stigma on herpes, and I am so here for that. So what is up, Trisha? How are you? Hello, I'm good. I'm good.
1: Happy,
0: happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my god, of course. (laughs) So I have been a fan of your account since um, I saw one of your posts just on, you know, just my little explore page. And I have to say, you are officially a meme queen um not only are your posts like I said they're funny and but they're educational and I love how you have like that fun like girly flirty vibe in all your posts like I <laughs> could only aspire to be that aesthetic I've
1: been I'm just like so obsessed with like yeah like early 2000s pop culture like I've just always like I mean that's what I grew up with yeah it's just like so iconic and fun um so it's cool that people relate to it
0: yeah and it's yeah yeah it's it's loud and
1: girly and fun
0: like it's not just like the individual memes too when you like look at your page it's just it looks like what if I had like a journal that's like what I would want it
1: like it's also like my something. mood I use it as a, a mood board also. I,
0: okay, that's yeah. what I meant, mood board. Yeah, yeah no, it yeah. looks so cool. So Thank before you. we get on our topic today of, you know, breaking the stigma with herpes and learning, I wanted to talk soup <laughs> because I too yes. am a soup slut. <laughs> and you post your soups all the time. And I was like, gonna DM you. And I was like, no, I'm gonna save this for the podcast. Um, I just had some oh soup for lunch today. Um, yeah. You love making soup then. <laughs>
1: I love making soup. I didn't think that I would be posting like soup content on safe Slut, But I like slowly and slowly I'll like share personal stuff on my Instagram. And then people like obviously really like it because it's obviously relatable. Yeah. And so now I'll have like random people like send me like soup memes or like <laughs> soup recipes. <laughs> and it's so cute. I mean, I just love I don't know. What can I say? I love soup. Like,
0: I, yeah, it's
1: delicious.
0: <laughs> Your, whatever you post always looks so good. I love how you've even made like a highlight of it. And yeah I thought because I there like, are
1: people who are like they're like I, they're like I want to follow your soup journey because my goal was to make one new soup for the fall yeah and so people are like I want to like follow it so I like will
0: now like share the recipe
1: that mm-hmm. I use
0: and and whatnot so you're gonna have to do like soup Tuesdays or soup Saturdays or oh something yeah 100 percent. okay so what are your top three favorite soups
1: <sighs> that's hard I know that's hard <laughs> um so I feel like I have to go like classic with one it's just like pasta Missoula, or pasta Fagioli. Mm-hmm. um that's just like I ate it so much growing up so it's yeah. just, it's like a you, you know what it is but for people who don't know it's so like bad. um it's so delicious it's just like um pasta cannellini beans and like some mm-hmm. veggies you can throw whatever meat you want in there um it's just like very like warming yeah so I feel yummy. like that that is probably top um I love like a pumpkin or squash soup like I'm such a I'm a fall girly yeah so, like I love like a little <laughs> pumpkin action um and then maybe some sort of like like um I love like tom yum soup like any like t- sort of like oh, okay. Thai soups I like those are all so, so different
0: they're all because d- i I love them all okay them so all. now I'm gonna hit you with the fuck Mary kill those soups
1: which one girl <laughs> ooh okay <laughs> I'm gonna go with fuck tom yum soup mm-hmm. I I'm was gonna have to that. yeah I'm gonna have to marry pasta fazool because she okay. what I grew yeah. up with
0: classic yep. <laughs> And I guess I'm going to have to kill pumpkin soup. Well, we're on the same page. So <laughs> I just had a thrill that whoever thought you'd be like <laughs> thinking about that with soups, but I thought it'd be fun. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> All right. So let's get on past soup and get on to you. Um, Tell me a bit about yourself and how Safe Slut started.
1: Yes. So I am... I do Safe Slut like not full-time. I'm hoping mm-hmm. to get there. So I do like a big range of things with Safe Slut and then I'll, like on my part-time job. So I am an esthetician and herbalist. So that kind of started the, I make um, like herbal potions and stuff for people with herpes on my website. Mm-hmm. So having that as a background kind of like made it easy to kind of start making products and stuff because I was already doing it. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also a writer um content creator meme queen and um i also started doing only fans this past year so good for you also adult content creator um and yeah so i have always been obsessed with sex <laughs> and sex gotcha, positivity. <laughs> yeah like always obsessed with it um so i was like slut shamed in high school and stuff so that was like a big um like not the reason I started Safe Slut was because mm-hmm. I got herpes yeah. um, in November 2019. Um, but as I was making the account, it was specifically for people with herpes, mm-hmm. mainly to like help myself through it as well as help other people kind of just like find community. Um, but as I started doing it more, I was like, well, now I have this platform where I can say like literally whatever I want. That's mine. So I started talking about things that I've always wanted to talk about, like sex and dating, um, and also slut shaming. So having all the stuff that I wanted to say, especially about like dating in my early 20s. Um, so now it kind of turned to this whole like sex positive thing where it's like education, but also like fun and relatable stuff. So now it just kind of like all the stuff. And I also do Reiki as well. So it's just kind of all this like witchy stuff thrown into.
0: Oh my God. No, I love it. And I- I felt that with your page, just kind of, you know, I was like stalking you a bit (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I realized like why you started the page and stuff. And that's why I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have her on my podcast. Cause that was my similar background of, I started the page after breakup and then I was dating and heaven forbid, I was like dating more than one guy at a time. And I was getting Mm -hmm. massively slut shamed in my hometown Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. these communities that you can build on Instagram are like no other, honestly. And it's cool. You do. You get to say what you want. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: great. It's great. And it's funny too, now that it's like half herpes, half just like sex positive stuff, I'll make like some memes that are really funny and I'll get a lot of followers from that. Mm -hmm. And then like once I know that's happening, I'm like, cool, I'm going to post something about herpes. And so I'll lose a bunch of followers or people will write something like shitty on on the post. But I'm like, okay, but this is a good thing though because at least they're somehow getting it in their brains. Like it's Mm -hmm. plenty for them to learn. Yeah. um so maybe they don't realize that safe is actually like initially a herpes account and they're about to get a lot of education
0: yeah no that's good though <laughs> also side note I'm not a master but I am Reiki 2 certified and I thought oh my god that Fuck was so yeah. cool when I saw that on your page that you did Reiki and I was like yeah Reiki queens <laughs> I know I feel like I don't, I don't advertise it a lot so it's I just don't sort either. of like yeah you gotta explain um, it to everyone and it's, it's just such
1: like... a, i feel like a crazy person trying to <laughs> explain it so I feel like if people are called to it cool but I'm not gonna go out of my way to be yeah. like everyone
0: do this but it's like that voiceover where it's like the rain it has healing energy <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's people are like what? Oh um but it's best. I love Reiki so much so let's get back into herpes <laughs> sound good yes Yes. So Always down to talk. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to like talk about your diagnosis and, um, you know, a big part of this podcast, I want to touch on mental health. So even maybe how it affected your mental health post diagnosis.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, as I said before, like I was obsessed with sex, definitely slutty, um, not always safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like the type of person that was too afraid to like stand up for myself, especially with when dating men, like if, I wanted to be like the chill girl. So like Mm -hmm. I would let them like not wear a condom if they didn't want to. Like I wouldn't press it. I wouldn't have conversations about sexual health. Um, So I was really sad over this guy that I was dating for a very long time. And we, um, so I like went through like kind of a hope phase that year. And to end the year, um, I had a one night stand with some guy at a Halloween party. Um, while well, I was dressed as a sparkly, slutty alien and <laughs> <How> beautiful, <laughs> kind of iconic, yeah. And he was dressed as a fallen angel. Of course. Um, he was so hot. He was such a such a hot man, but so dumb. Yeah. And he um, yeah, so we had sex like very like there's there's more of the story, it was like kind of like a wild, wild night. But um yeah. we ended up having sex, didn't use a condom. Three days later I get an outbreak. Um so yeah, I was devastated. I really a lot of my identity was surrounding my like sexuality mm-hmm. and like using that as a way to like express myself mm-hmm. so i was like okay well this is over <laughs> and i was like yeah. no one's going to want to date me um i was 25 when i was diagnosed and i was like that's like prime hope yeah no, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i i was devastated like i didn't leave my bed for days i like went down like a rabbit hole on google of like all this like reading all these horror stories um which most of them are false and like untrue yeah. so I don't recommend going on google when you just get diagnosed
0: yeah you go um, on like webmd M- Web and it's always like okay you're dead tomorrow yeah you're <laughs> dead
1: tomorrow think yeah that. like I read like the first thing I read was that like I couldn't have kids and like I mean at this oh point, my like,
0: gosh yeah
1: it, it was just like devastating I was like oh my god what and yeah. then just like mainly I thought I was like always going to be contagious like mm-hmm. always going to have a sore like we, I was so uninformed about herpes, even though I claimed to be so sex positive. Yeah. Um. But I, I mean, I still got tested and stuff, but I didn't like, I didn't really make it as much of a priority as I do now. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, it goes back to like our sex education that was awful and failed us. And oh basically, yeah. told us, like, We're disgusting if we get an STI. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's literally just what I was thinking. Um, right now is back in health class where I don't think, especially like you were saying with herpes, like, um, the side effects and everything you said, you had an outbreak so fast. Like to me, when I learned about herpes in high school, like everything I think literally like, wasn't true. Like it was like, Oh, like you're, you won't notice. And then, you know, this will happen and this will happen. And it's, it was all just so negative and it's not realistic because it is so common.
1: Yeah. It would have been like so much more effective if we were taught Yes. what to do when we get an STI mm-hmm. or how to react to someone when they tell us they have an STI as opposed to being like don't have sex if you get an STI like you're disgusting like here are these really scary images of what STIs look like mm-hmm. um, which is also funny too because like my out first outbreak didn't really look like anything like if I yeah. wasn't if I didn't like have more symptoms I also had like flu like symptoms which is a normal thing when you get your first oh, outbreak okay. I
0: didn't know that. Um, but
1: I was also like really itchy but like if I wasn't like itchy I wouldn't have like looked yeah you know I had like one little sore so yeah. it's just like usually people think it's like all over and like
0: I and, mean some people do have yeah. like
1: larger ones but you
0: know. and I think back to like I've had a couple times where like I've had an ingrown hair and I was mm-hmm. like oh my god I have something and I would go get checked out. And they're like, no, it's just an ingrown hair. They're like, why Why <laughs> did you think that was herpes? And I'm like, because public not school education yeah. failed yeah. me. I have no idea. And they're like, no, just no. like exfoliate more when you shave, girl. Like, yeah. Go get yeah. waxed. Go get like, like, laser. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's funny because
1: I did the same thing. I But like
0: opposite. I went in
1: with a herpes outbreak and I was like, I think it's just an ingrown. Oh. I'm an esthetician. I just waxed myself two days ago. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. And they were like, it's on your clit. So no, so
0: no <laughs> there's no hair there, girlfriend. <laughs> like that just doesn't work. <laughs> so um, more with that, what are some other common herpes myths, you know, other things that we might have not learned in sex education?
1: I know
0: there's there's
1: multiple there's multiple viruses too yeah yeah so there's hsv1 and hsv2 Mm -hmm. and most people don't know so hsv1 is usually the virus that causes cold sores most people don't know that cold sores are herpes Mm -hmm. um even if you've got it as a little kid like even if you've just had like one or two cold sores in your life that's still herpes and you can still transmit it to someone orally or generally as well Mm -hmm. um with or without a cold sore because there's asymptomatic shedding is when you're contagious, but you don't have any symptoms uh-huh. um, and there's no way to know, which is unfortunate. Um, but then it just kind of goes back to like, the stigma about it where it's like, OK, well, like this person got a cold sore from their aunt who kissed them as a baby now they have it they didn't get it sexually whereas mm-hmm. like I got mine sexually but it's the same virus but I'm the one getting shamed because I got it sexually
0: yeah and I mean sex is something so common and it's kind of like Russian roulette <laughs> trust in the person you're with and... yeah
1: yeah I mean that's the thing with like sex in general like there's no there's safer sex not safe sex because there's yes. no way to completely avoid something yeah um like you can still get herpes when using condoms Ooh, oh, fun. yeah. Um, because <laughs> it's it's transferred skin to skin, not through fluids. Okay. So it's like it, the condom, um, or if you're using a dental dam, which whatever, um, yeah. it's not going to cover like the whole area. So it can still happen. Um, it does help reduce the risk, but it's not completely like 100. Um, so that, that's a huge myth for sure. Is like the cold sore, general herpes thing. Um, another one that's like kind of stupid to me now I don't know I still get questions about this all the time is like yeah. you that you can get it like from a sharing towels or like if you go in a hot tub with someone yeah like okay. it doesn't it doesn't work like that like it's it's skin to skin so you have mm-hmm. to literally like genital to genital mouth genital like has to rub so that's another one
0: now can you can someone have both types at the same time or is it typically just or and like yes. or could you transfer both
1: so you can get both HSV1 and HSV2 okay. um I know people who have both um once you have herpes for about 3 months your body's built all the antibodies for it so oh, it does okay. become harder for you to to get it but it's still possible gotcha. um herpes is just like very like a tricky little virus yeah. um and you can also transmit it to yourself but that's only like at the beginning like after you've mm-hmm. had it for so long like like I when I first got it I was really nervous of like if I touch my outbreak when I'm in the shower and then I like touch oh, okay. my face, like, like, face. Out my face. yeah yeah and like so the first because you haven't built up the antibodies yet so they, it's mm-hmm. called inoculate inoculation where you can self-transmit but after it's like you built up those antibodies, it's that's not really going to happen. But still, like obviously, if you touch an outbreak, like wash your hands,
0: yeah, um, and try not to touch it. But if you um, touch yourself anytime, wash your hands. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, just everyone
1: just wash your hands. Keep washing your hands. <laughs> Keep washing <laughs> your hands. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there, I think like there's so many other ones. I, like how I said before, how you can't have kids. That's not true. Um. So if you do have herpes in your third trimester, um, they'll usually recommend you taking Valtrex, the herpes antiviral, um, so that you don't have an outbreak when you're delivering. Because if you have an outbreak while you're delivering, that's when that can have that um, like transmit to your baby and that can like fuck shit up.
0: Um, I I think it's so crazy too, just like the whole stigma behind it. Because I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it's not like getting pregnant, but it's like, you know, that one time like it just takes one time for these things to happen and mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. like everyone's out there having sex so just because like so-and-so didn't come in contact with someone who had it like it's like i said before it's kind of like russian roulette exactly exactly and then i feel like another misconception is that it's like only people who are
1: super promiscuous get sti yeah no, again, it takes yeah. one time. I know so many people who, I know someone who got herpes on their wedding night who like waited until Aww. like, yeah, that was the first yeah. time having sex. Someone um, who didn't even have penetration before got herpes. Okay. And again, skin to skin. Yeah. Um, or it's like if someone goes down on you who has a cold sore, there you go. Like, yeah it can happen to anyone herpes is not picky Um, I I, got it for being a slut but yeah
0: (laughs) but what's funny about you saying like you don't have to be promiscuous to get this I know it's like a family friend he's like in his 90s and you know he was very like very religious like I mean like I said he's 90 something years old and Mm -hmm. he has always had like every once in a while one cold sore on his lip and like you previously said it probably was just like his aunt giving him a kiss when he was a child but this is a man who was like a one like I swear he's only probably been with like one woman his whole life Aww. and he ha- I mean he has <laughs> and herpes he has it. yeah, yeah. And,
1: and there's a good chance that like she probably has it too because yeah he has cold sores,
0: you know like yeah so yeah so what are some ways that people can protect themselves um so you can take antivirals
1: so that is um Valtrex what you take when you have an outbreak it helps um um, either prevent an outbreak or get rid of it. If you have one, you can take it daily cause it's gonna help reduce outbreaks and reduce shedding. Um, I actually personally don't take it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll take it when I have an outbreak, if it's really bad um, but I I don't take daily antivirals. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use condoms, which again, as I said before won't completely eliminate the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for oral sex, you can use dental dams. Um, that's where you like put, it's like basically a condom like cut into a square um that you put over your vulva or butthole like whatever you're licking
0: and that's Um, something i do not remember from sex ed is dental oh i
1: mean no one talks about i feel like no one talks no
0: and they're hard to find are they they're hard to
1: find Um, yeah i'm
0: pretty sure it's the spectrum boutique it's a sex shop online this girl named zoe owns it she's awesome um i'm pretty sure either she partnered with this company or she sells them but there's like these dental dam underwear Oh Laurels.
1: Yes, that's what they're, they're called. called. Yeah, I okay. actually
0: just um if you, anyone's listening, you can use my
1: code. Yeah. What is yes. it? Oh, it's safe oh. so it's safe S L T. So okay. I didn't want to use the word slut in it when I post yeah. on Instagram to get flagged. So it's safe SLT. Okay. Um, I'll put it in like the off. info
0: and everything. Too yeah. For that I like,
1: literally, as of yesterday, just like started to partner with them. So oh, cool.
0: Congratulations. They're great. Yeah. They yeah. do.
1: They're yeah. I've been, wanted to work with them for a while. I don't know why I like, didn't do it sooner. Um, yeah. but yeah, so they're like underwear. So they're also like kind of cute that you can wear. They're mm-hmm. one use only. Um, but it's better because with a dental dam, they're hard to use. Cause you have to like stretch it and hold it. And it's just okay. kind of like wonky, but it's like with hands-free. the laurels, it's hands-free and they're That's like comfortable, nice. they're cute. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, I've seen like tests done where people literally like stretch them so far and they yeah, don't snap they or can, break or anything. Yeah.
1: yeah. They're super cool.
0: Um, but my main
1: thing about, um, preventing or not preventing, but, um, reducing risk of transmission mm-hmm. is honestly, um, communicating with your partner. Yeah. Um, yeah that's the biggest thing it's actually safer to sleep with someone like me who has herpes than someone who doesn't know their status um herpes yeah. isn't on the s panel so most people don't know they have herpes so really the people who are,
0: yeah so the people so, like if more, i go get checked you're not like, getting yeah you have to like, specifically
1: some, ask you have to specifically ask and they'll usually say no um there there's like a number of reasons why they don't include it which some i agree with some i don't um yeah. And the, if you're, like, a high-risk person, um, then they'll probably be likely to test you. But, it, like, they, they're going to try to get you to not do it. Mm. Um, so they think that um, if since it's so common and usually asymptomatic, like, over one in six people in the U.S. has it. So it's, like, okay. extremely wow. common. That is but they so don't,
0: one. You said one in
1: six, right? One in six. Yeah. 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 It's, everyone has herpes. and. It's like, if they don't want people, if they're asymptomatic, they don't really want people to know because it's going to cause, they think the psychological aspect of a diagnosis is going to cause more harm to them so that they think it's better to not, which I think is problematic because it's like, you're shaming people. You're shaming people. Like, yeah, exactly. If everyone knew they had it, then it wouldn't be a big deal when they found out. Um, And they also are like, there's no real health risk to having it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like there's, it's just kind of like, yep, you have it. Um, There are obviously rare cases where some things, whatever, but it's usually doesn't happen. Um, The reason that I agree with is because there's so many false negatives and false positives with the test, which is unfortunate because I'm like, why? Like if it's been wrong for so long, like fix it, just make it it so that it doesn't have that. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So I I get that, but it's unfortunate that people don't know that it's not on the test and they don't know their status. Um, So again, so it's safer to sleep with someone like me who I know my status. I know what I'm feeling. Um, I'll obviously abstain if I have an outbreak or if I'm feeling like my immune system's low, maybe I'll get an outbreak or like if I get a tingly feeling in my leg before I get an outbreak. So I'm like, okay, like if I had these symptoms, I'm going to abstain. So it's like communicating what's going on in my body with my partner and like talking about it. So that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, I've yet to transmit to anyone. I've had it for over three years. So
0: because you're a safe slot
1: i'm a safe slut
0: (laughs) (laughs) so do you have any advice on disclosing your herpes status to a partner like how have people responded to you in the past like
1: yeah i've done it like
0: a number of ways i don't think there's a right or wrong as long as you're just doing it before you have sex
1: with someone yeah um you can do it in text or in person i think if it's just a hookup do it through text who cares um but if it's someone i'm dating like i feel like I like that like face to face so we can have like more of an open conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always start the conversation by asking them when they've been tested last. Yeah. Because like I'm disclosing, but also they're disclosing too. Like their sexual health is also important. Mm-hmm. So it's also very telling how they're gonna respond to it. If they're like, Oh no, I'm clean, blah blah but or something. How do you stupid. Know? Yeah. And it's like it just it dumps. So that's why it's if they don't care about their sexual health like that's a red flag for me so I don't even want to sleep with them yeah um but if they're like oh I was tested this date I'm negative for this this and this like they're using like good language they're not using like clean or dirty Mm -hmm. um so it's very telling and it will also take the pressure off of me for a little bit so that I can kind of like see what they have to say and then I'm like okay then I'll share um and usually I'll just be super casual chill about it um people pick up on energies so like mm-hmm. if you're confident about it and not apologizing for it they're gonna feel comfortable yeah um so i'll usually just be like cool i was tested this last time i'm negative for everything um i do have HSV 2 um it's the same thing as cold sores just in a different location mm-hmm. i kind of started off as that and then kind of leave room for um questions yeah. Um, I don't like to overwhelm people with facts. It can feel like I'm kind of like overcompensating and like trying to be like, see, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> so I like to give them like a like a moment to like, you know, process it, ask questions. Um, people are usually really open about it. Like I've obviously been rejected a few times, but I mm-hmm. usually don't get rejected. Um and that's also kind of nice for me because usually people already know now when I disclose to them. Yeah. Because if you Google me, like obviously like herpes is like <laughs> one of the top things we're gonna find so it easy yeah. for me <laughs> and then
0: if someone is like negative about it i mean it's like they don't deserve you anyway
1: yeah it's a nice way to go like, okay, out
0: one more weeded out of the pile <laughs> yeah yeah like of course it still sucks getting
1: rejected but it's yeah. like it's to me it's more of like their lack of education mm-hmm. than like a reflection on me um because yeah. it has nothing to do with me it's just no. their preconceived notions of what being a herpes positive person is like um now, so, you
0: know. back to your diagnosis. Did the person you were with, did he know he had it? So he knew he had it and didn't tell me. Um okay. so um so red so flag.
1: I red flag, yeah. So it was a friend of a friend, and I told this girl that I was friends with that um I hooked up with him and she because they went to the same college. Yeah. So she was like, Oh, I hooked up with him too. And then I was like, Okay. And then she was like, But his ex-girlfriend had herpes. So she was like, he probably did have it um and like obviously didn't tell you so i texted him and was like hey like this happened i'm not like blaming you um just thought you should know like if you should go get tested and he was like nope i was definitely clean it wasn't me screw it. okay um, dude yeah so it definitely was him yeah. um especially knowing that his ex had it like he definitely knew and, and didn't want to yeah say, but he wasn't I mean, educated he wasn't yeah wasn't educated wasn't um,
0: open to, it sounds like he wasn't even open to the idea of getting educated. No, he got
1: defensive really quick, which obviously oh. is
0: very telling. <laughs> which like sucks because like you you go back to you said one in six people have it. Yeah, which that's like yeah. crazy to me. That's it's no the more you common. like.
1: Yeah, the more you like learn about the more that's why I'm so like the stigma is so dumb to me because I'm it just is. like everybody has it. Yeah, um, um, but it just that's why it's like education so important because people mm-hmm. just need to know that um and, and get tested yes, properly and get tested properly. And the, the funny thing too is as of 2017 um any people who got diagnosed with herpes with genital herpes after that the numbers are higher for people who have hsv1 generally than hsv2 because that would mean that more people with cold sores are are transmitting it because more people are doing oral like giving oral sex yeah great for oral sex but um so that's why it's funny to show that it's like we're still stigmatized for having genital herpes when it's like but i we got it from someone with a cold sore who's not stigmatized
0: Yeah. No, my I dated a guy back in college who had he would get cold sores like once or twice a year when he was sick. And like we were long distance. So we just like I still then like didn't know much about herpes. We just abstained from like sex or Mm -hmm. anything. So like it never got transferred. But Mm -hmm. I didn't I don't know. I mean, I think just back then, too, I was just like, okay, it makes sense. Like I see sore don't go towards it, like yeah yeah, (laughs) but I never was like like who gave that to you blah 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 like for all I know he could have got I don't even think he knows I it was probably something like sharing a blunt or something (laughs) yeah and that's other thing too like there's really no way to know who gave it to Mm -hmm. you I mean obviously
1: there's cases where it's like if you're dating someone with it and then you end up getting an outbreak it's like okay it's probably them but like most of the time it's just like there's just no way to know because it also can be dormant for a long time, and then you can have a first outbreak like years later.
0: Oh, okay. So, because I know you said years, it was like a couple days later. Yeah, mine was
1: like very like standard like, yeah, on, on the nose three days later, so it was like pretty obvious it was that person. But yeah, there's people who are in like a long-term relationship that end up getting it. And they're like, oh my God, like they, they think that they cheated, but it's like, no, it can, it can be in your system for a long time. Um, But some people probably did cheat. So I hope they're not. I know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) So both of
0: you go get tested. (laughs) Yeah. Look through his phone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Exactly. Yeah. So for anyone right now listening, who's positive, um, can you give them some advice, some words of wisdom? Cause like you said, Mm -hmm. like, I know when you got it, you were in bed for like a day or whatever. And, you know, I can imagine just with I, I read things that speak so negatively about herpes. And I'm just like, why? So I'm, you know, break that. Yeah, stigma. <laughs> yeah exactly.
1: Well, I I mean, my thing is just like, it goes back to the education thing with like these yeah. the people who are saying that and like being actively rude about it online, usually mm-hmm. are just like ugly ass trolls, like, yeah. who are just like feeling some type of way, probably because no one wants to sleep with them. So they're going to take it out on us. Mm-hmm. Like, so like I don't even like listen to them, um. But I remember feeling like really alone. Um. Yeah. But the more I became educated on it, the more I was like, okay, wow, it's super common. The more people I talked to about it, um, they were like, I got so many like me too's, or I know someone with it. So like the more I like talked to, it, the more I like felt better about it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then as well as like finding an online community, that's obviously the number one thing. Yeah. Um. Was like going to, like support groups or even just like being on Instagram and like chatting with people was super super helpful. Um, The main thing for me, though, when I did start Safe Slut is there were so many, there's so many great herpes accounts out there. And I think Mm -hmm. there's like, everyone's kind of doing something different. There's like, something for everyone. Um, But my thing that I noticed was like, a lot of the rhetoric was like, it's okay, like, you'll find someone who will still want to date you like you will still find someone who wants to get married. I'm like, okay, but I'm still trying to get fucked. Like, I'm trying to like be a (laughs) hoe. So my thing was like, can I still have casual sex as a herpes positive person? I feel like that wasn't really what, what people were talking about mm-hmm. so and again and, and it, it's like you can it's just having those conversations and being actually having the conversations I should have had even with a one-night stand that I wasn't yeah. beforehand so and it's actually made having casual sex a lot better because it's like we have more of that trust like we had this like good vulnerable con- conversation about our sexual health mm-hmm. um so yeah you can still be a hell with herpes for sure that's my that. number one advice
0: you should get like <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah! oh my God, I should make a shirt. I don't know why I haven't done that
0: yet. <laughs> That'd be so cute. <laughs> yeah, I love um, that. <laughs> something that would be really cool too to see. And I know, it, like I think about like when we were like younger, And when people would, like, start having, like, sex in movies and stuff, you know, people always say they're never, like, using protection or anything. Now, Mm -hmm. more, you'll see them, like, grab for a condom or some lube or something. But that would be, like, really cool to start seeing people be like, like, oh, when's the last time you got tested? Like, this.
1: Or or even, like, a a normal conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that's and I, I mean also it's so funny like just like sex in movies it's like it's like two minutes long and like she like comes and it's you like a, this like, huge orgasm and it's like oh, girl never <laughs> no, like who yeah. is that man I wish you, yeah like,
0: so. <laughs> he just like taps her gently with his finger yeah. and she just
1: He's has like, this like euphoric uh, orgasm <laughs> yeah yeah so oh it's like God. all a joke but but then again but people seeing that and also people seeing porn at a young age yeah have these ideas about what sex looks like yeah um so that's, that's another reason why. I'm like so passionate about this work is because I want to like normalize these t- type types of conversations and like what it it looks like for me to have sex and stuff like that. Which is also why I started doing OnlyFans too. And I, for, I just uploaded my first video on make love not porn, um, which oh. is like another like site. Yeah, because yeah. I want to show that like yeah I can still be really hot with herpes. Like I I posted like a nude um, with like an outbreak and it was just like yeah. look I'm still hot and like yeah. I got so many like responses that were like of, like people just being like obviously like the most but like being yeah. like yeah you're still hot like I love it um
0: that's aw- a lot of yeah, it I feel cool. like it's is like you know owning it and Mm-mm. not trying to hide who you are you know if it's gonna be a part of you yeah gonna... and that's
1: that's the main thing too when you're first diagnosed it's like just learning to like accept it and like work through the stigma within like yourself that you have about it Mm -hmm. and just being like okay this is like part of me now it doesn't it doesn't define you no yeah but it's it's a part of you now that you just have to work through but uh, um I feel this way and I feel like most people that I've spoke to who also have herpes feels like a lot of us are grateful we got Mm -hmm. it because it made us do a lot of this work this inner Mm -hmm. work that
0: I I wouldn't have done if I didn't get herpes so that's interesting you say that too because it's I don't, they're not like, and they're not the same, but when I got um, diagnosed with bipolar disorder, I always say that it was such a blessing and a curse because I mm. like, I had to do like this deep shadow work and like, mm-hmm. you know, look at parts of myself I didn't like, and it mm-hmm. was, it's this thing that's there and it's a part of me and it's always going to be so, but I am who I am yeah. as long as you're making the best of it and, you know,
1: I love that. Yeah. educating
0: people. Cause that's another, yeah. you know, and that's why I thought too, you'd be so great on this podcast. Cause I a lot deal with like the stigma of bipolar disorder. So I was like, yeah. break
1: these stigmas. <laughs> break all the stigmas. Yeah. And it, that's why it's so cool. Like I know how bad social media can be, mm-hmm. but I do think it's so cool that we have like TikTok and Instagram. Cause there's so many people who are like normalizing every fucking thing and like yeah. talking about so many different things that like you wouldn't come across if you didn't see it, see it on social media. So it's yeah. cool that like, we're all out here just like, making this content and stuff because yeah it's super important and yeah we're all like we're all just doing this work you know and
0: if you don't (laughs) like it just keep scrolling keep scrolling it don't be an asshole about it just scroll away the amount of words I've I don't know have you gone into like your settings and like typed in words that like block certain comments yeah yeah a lot that. of that like, wow, well people are being so nice is, today and I'm like oh no I just blocked it <laughs> yes that's why like some people
1: are blocked some who are restricted yes. but my thing is I get nervous to respond back to people who are being mean mm. because I actually mm. my account was actually deleted for a couple of months over the spring oh no it was honestly the worst time no, I, like I it's cried every terrible. day it was, it's awful it's what terrible, we have to yeah. do like the censorship but I get scared that people are going to, like, report my page. So that's why, yeah. like, if there's a mean comment, I'll be, like, really nice responding back. Which I think is also a really good way to go about trolling. Kill them, them with nice kindness. Them. Kill them with kindness. I think always works. Yeah. Um. But I would love to rip them a new one. But I, right. I can't because I'm
0: scared. <laughs> and, like, from memeing experience, my um, meme friends who do get their pages taken down, a lot of the time it's because they go back at someone. And then that person mm-hmm. just gets, like, this vendetta. So you're really yeah. – smart and wise that's something I never yes. my my best comment that I just say is oh thank you I love my fans <laughs> yes yeah I like, said, that ugly whore. <laughs> I hope you burn yeah. in hell and I'm like oh my god I love my fans thank you yeah or that's love the you, nicest someone, thing anyone's ever said to me <laughs> thanks
1: um yeah. someone made a um an Instagram once that was just like bashing me and being like I'm gonna burn in hell and I was like oh honestly I, I I genuinely loved it like you took time out of your day to make an account about me you're obsessed with me. I, I love it. I'm so
0: obsessed yeah.
1: with me. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. Number a one
0: fan. Video. You're like resharing yeah. it. Follow my fan page. Yeah. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. Um. So, in theme with my podcast, Stop Faking It, what is something that you have stopped faking that has made your life better?
1: Oof. Okay. I want to say obviously orgasms, but I think like that's probably overdone. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely on the list
0: yes
1: um, I would say like like the chill girl as I said before like I would pretend to be like so like down down for anything like especially mm-hmm. in like situationships like I'm such like um I know I'm like a big slot on my page but I'm like such like a like monogamous like person like I just like I don't know so stay I home would... and make soup
0: like I yeah, get you I get you and be like
1: cozy like I'm not trying to be yeah. too wild I'm a retired slut at this point
0: yeah but like
1: I would in my early 20s I would like let. Men like I didn't speak up for myself. I would let them, yeah, like treat me like shit. Um, but I was like, I'm the chill girl, like it's fine, it's cool. Um, I thought that, that would make them like me more if I was just like yeah. down for whatever. Um, I don't do that anymore. So I don't get Good for you, no girl. Anymore. You're being who you are. Being and and it was like herpes that helped me do that because I was like okay I'm forced to have these vulnerable conversations with people about my sexual health so now I'm like okay now I can
0: have these conversations about
1: other things and like my feelings and and all of that
0: and when you have those tough conversations they get easier all the time
1: yeah the conversations
0: with yourself yeah oh yeah now I'm like I love this stuff like I'm like it's not scary to me anymore I'm like yeah and I'm very direct and
1: I think people. People really appreciate that. Like, I've got a lot of men being like, wow, like you're so Mm -hmm. direct and honest. I'm
0: like, yeah, bitch. Same, but still, (laughs) when my husband asks me where I want to go for dinner, I still go, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, my my thing with this is like, okay, I'm also the youngest of five. So, like, I like compromising is like a big thing. Yeah. I'm like, give me three options and Mm -hmm. I'll pick one. Don't just ask me because there's so many options. options. Pick three and I'll pick one of those. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Narrow it down. (laughs) <laughs> so what do you have going on that you want the listeners to know about? And also you can go to a little depth more about the products that you sell. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I sell
1: um herpes products. So I make um an oil to help with outbreaks. Um it's also good for like eczema, or just any type of like skin irritation. It's a very gentle oil. Um, and then I have a few tinctures, which um is like basically a really strong cup of tea and a couple of drops. So you can add it to water. Um, juice or take it alone it's really strong though so i like, usually put it in water but i have like a pms one a sleep one an aphrodisiac one and then a herpes one um so yeah i have that on my shop um i have some merch coming soon potentially gonna start selling sex toys on my page soon
0: that's so, so cool keep me yeah, updated probably be, like,
1: a couple of months but yeah, yeah so that's really exciting and then i also do patreon for writing about like sex and dating as well as herpes Um, I'm going to start doing support groups on my Patreon, um, next year, next month. Um, and yeah. And if you guys want to see me nude, I'm, um, herpes.witch on OnlyFans.
0: Oh my God. That's awesome. And you recently did an in-person support group, right? Yeah. So I'm also starting to do that. If you're in New York city, I'm going to do monthly ones um, with the bloom app.
1: Um, they're this really cool, like sex positive app for like Mm -hmm. dating friends events. Um, so yeah.
0: That's awesome! I'm so happy yeah. for you. I you. love a good support group. That's why They're um, always great. <laughs> last night I was in. I do like a weekly mental health support group, and it's been the mm-hmm. best decision. I yeah, honestly, one of the best. It's nice talking to people made. who are like yeah. on the same page as you. Um, and I also bake for
1: people who come to mine. So if you come, Ooh. you'll get like a baked good.
0: That's awesome. Oh yeah. my maybe god. Maybe
1: like next maybe one day it'll be soup, but yeah,
0: right. Do soup day. <laughs> oh my day, God. Yeah. Slut for soups. <laughs> Slut for soups. Oh my God. I love <laughs> that. Well, it was so nice talking to you today. You are so informative and fun. And I'm so proud of you for starting this movement and breaking the stigma. Thank you so much for being here and Yay. being who you are. Um, Thank you to all my listeners also for being here and supporting the Stop Faking It podcast. Now, everyone go follow Safe Slut today. I will add all her details below and have a great rest of your day.